from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Comprehensive package of uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their take their their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah, kleptocracy yeah. and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> But these are bad guys. Bad, bad hombres. Bad hombres, you might. I, what they missing there? Say, people gave Trump a hard time. We just talk, call some people bad hombres. That was easier. Boy, was that interesting, right? Hey, happy Friday. How the heck are you doing? Other than living in a country that is presided over by Batman. At least we're in South Florida, right? We got a lot that's going for us. Uh, We are going to talk about the whole soccer stadium showdown, the dissenting vote on the Miami Commission. We're going to talk to Commissioner Reyes coming up at 1050. Our CFO, Chief Fire Marshal Jimmy Petronas at 1105. Got Congresswoman Maria Alvira Salazar coming up at 1135. My Q&A of the day at 1150 today. Were Florida math books really woke? I'm going to break that one down for you as well. My top three takeaways, diving into... The R word, the recession talk. Got that coming up for you in the next segment. We have a whole heck of a lot going on, in other words. And as always, on Fridays, we start with our friend and distinguished gentleman of the court, including the Supreme Court, uh, where he can argue cases. The only White House correspondent is also an attorney. Uh, he is our White House correspondent, in addition to great televisions. He is a friend of the show, humanitarian of sorts, connoisseur of good music. John Decker, how the heck are you this Friday, sir? (laughs) I'm doing well, Brian. Thank you for that very kind introduction. Unnecessary, (laughs) but very kind. Happy Friday to you. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is it's all true. (laughs) You've accomplished more in your 50-ish years than uh, most of us would in multiple lifetimes. But nevertheless, yeah, uh, it's good to talk with you. John, I, I mean, look, we have ears. We have eyes, and we witnessed yet again what happened with the president yesterday. This isn't good. This is what, What's your read, and, and what's the word around even the press corps on the president's fitness for this post at this point? Well, you know, as far as fitness for the post, he was elected president, and it will be up to the American public to decide whether he deserves another four years should he decide to run for re-election once again, uh, here's the best way I will answer your question. I think it's actually the best way. Is the question that essentially you're asking me, I was asked yesterday by a diplomat from a European country uh, that shall remain unnamed, uh, and wondering about, you know, the, the president's mental acuity, uh, wondering about the president's mental awareness and talking about sometimes it's just uncomfortable for this diplomat to watch the president. And you played that clip. It's uncomfortable to listen to. Um, and, you know, if you're watching it on television, you know, you, I'm, I know that uh, Tucker Carlson, for instance, played that clip on his show last night. Uh, you were similarly uncomfortable. So, uh, look, he, he is a gaffe machine. We know that. Uh, he has said that himself. That's the way he has described himself. 
but, you know, these moments that he has, which are becoming more and more common, uh, do make me uncomfortable because I cover the guy. I cover President Biden. I'm often feet away from him when he's making these remarks. And, uh, you know, I'm always rooting on our president, our uh, our president of the United States, regardless of party. And uh, it's just moments like that that you play that make me uncomfortable. I understand your position, and I respect your answer. I hear you and understand. And to the point, I mean, you're talking about this European diplomat who asked you this question yesterday. Of course, my biggest concern, and John, I, I share your sentiment. It's no secret that I am uh, opposed to most of what this man represents from a point of policy. But I do root for our president. I root for our country. But it's so sad anymore that I find myself just rooting for him to come across as being competent because I know that in addition to our allies in Europe, you have Putin that's watching. You have Xi Jinping that's watching. You have the Mullahs that are watching. You have, you know, the, the communists around the world that are waiting to seize an opportunity here. And it, it certainly projects weakness. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right. So moving along from that. But staying with the administration, so this whole situation with Mayorkas and his testimony this week, I mean, speaking of things that are difficult to listen to, we, we, and and also in the context of we have eyes and ears, and and also, you know, we can see numbers. Here we are with record illegal immigration in this country, lawlessness at the southern border, and in his opening testimony, let alone some of what he testified to while being questioned, Mayorkas says that they are effectively managing the border. I mean, wow on that one. Your your take. He's going to get some very tough questions like the ones that he got yesterday in the House Judiciary Committee, but perhaps even tougher uh, come this time next year. And I say that because this time next year, Republicans likely will be in control of the House of Representatives, in control of all of these committees, uh, and they will uh, continue to pound this Secretary of Homeland Security in terms of the way the administration is dealing with immigration issues. And as you know, Brian, those immigration issues may become even worse If President Biden gets his way and he does away with Title 42, obviously at this point it's sort of up to the courts. Uh, It's on hold right now based upon a temporary restraining order put in place by a federal judge in Louisiana. But uh, Mayorkas, uh, you know, he he, uh, I think was prepared for that yesterday. Jim Jordan indicated he would uh, be asking some very tough questions of the secretary. Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things where it's probably the toughest job in the cabinet right now uh, for President Biden. Uh, and that's the job that Secretary Mayorkas holds as the, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. Then you take a look at something else that's happened under his watch this week, and that being Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security, and something that feels like it's straight out of a dictatorship, a disinformation board, Independent of the person who is running it, who remarkably is on the record as having stated that the Steele dossier was legitimate and that the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop was not. Aside from that reality, just the concept of the Department of Homeland Security having a disinformation board as a journalist, John, what's your your thought about that? Well, first of all, it's a poorly named entity uh, to begin with. I don't know who came up with that name. It's poorly named. And then in terms of the person who I don't know, uh, who will be leading this entity within DHS, you know, it strikes me that you want somebody 
that has been vetted. You know, in terms of the things that they've said on the record, in terms of the things that they've put on social media, and based upon what you're now telling me, it sounds like this individual was not properly vetted in that in that regard, you know, because you can't have someone who's going to lead this particular agency who at the same time has said things that, you know, puts into doubt uh, her fairness, her objectivity in leading this particular agency. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why this type of uh, board, as you called it, or as the White House calls it, or as the administration calls it, is even necessary. Uh, but, you know, here you are. You, I think the administration is giving more fodder to people like you, Brian, when they come up with these concepts. Well, imagine if Donald Trump, his administration, had come up with a disinformation board to try to hold the press accountable to what they are reporting. I, I mean, we, we all know what that would have been received as, and it should have been, because here you are, the entire point of the constitutional protections of the press to hold them accountable. And what are they trying to do? Create a uh, agency or department within the federal government that is designed to try to keep those that are supposed to be holding them to account accountable? I mean, that is, that's one step away from having... Uh, you, you know, uh, some type of state-run media and, you know, reining in the, the free press. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm a big First Amendment advocate, uh, and uh, I, I just don't understand the necessity for this type of uh, entity within DHS, what the thinking was that went into it, why it is necessary, and it is problematic. And it comes at the worst time, I think, in the sense that uh, this weekend – is a celebration of the First Amendment during the White House Correspondents Association dinner. And to have this particular entity uh, being unveiled at the same week as the Correspondents Dinner, which celebrates the First Amendment, I think is really bad timing for this administration. Yeah, it's a good point, too. What about that dinner? Are uh, you planning on attending? Yes, uh, I will be there. It'll be my 25th uh, correspondence dinner that I will attend. Uh, and it's always fun. It's always interesting. I'll tell you something, you know, with all the celebrities that have been at this dinner, I've taken, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be at the very small private reception with the president prior to the dinner. But aside from the president, I've only taken a picture with one other celebrity in all the years that I've attended the dinner. And that person, Brian, was Sully Sullenberger, the person who landed that plane on the Hudson River, right? What a no hero kidding. he was. So, you know, I see politicians, I see senators, congressmen, congresswomen, uh, people from Hollywood. The only person I've ever wanted a picture with at this dinner that I sought out was Sully Sullenberger. What a hero to me. Man, it speaks to you, too. Pretty decent man there, John. All right, well, I hope you enjoy the, the dinner, and I hope the only awkward moments are those that are intentionally <laughs> awkward uh, <laughs> at that dinner. Yeah, that, you said it. You said, like, all you have to do, Brian, uh, and this, you know, is, is, uh, is direction for the president as well. Just read off the prompter. Just read off well, what they have in front of you, and you won't make any mistakes. And sometimes he doesn't well, do that, uh, so that's problematic. I mean, that that might that might be optimistic. I mean, do we know that he can get from point A to to uh, to point Z on the teleprompter without <laughs> yeah so uh, John enjoy the dinner have a wonderful weekend appreciate it as always.